Guiding Star by Lizzie Pache. Day 8. They weren't perfect either. When I first wrote these reflections and shared them daily, I absolutely loved hearing feedback from my readers in real time. I'd love to hear it from you too. After reading Day 7's reflection, a dear friend replied to me suggesting that it was fun to imagine that perhaps Mary and Joseph had haggled with God. Maybe there were some complaints along the way. It was a tough journey after all. That made me realise that I'd fallen into that old trap again. The idealised, sanitised version of the Christmas story where everything ran smoothly and worked out perfectly. I realised that setting ridiculously high standards and expectations and then berating ourselves for not reaching them is at the source of many, most, all of the difficulties I find myself and others struggling with. We regularly experience pain and difficulty as we struggle against what life throws at us. But that's part of being human. Yesterday, I wrote that when we stop resisting and step into the flow of life and get swept up by whatever it may offer next, it can be magnificent if we allow it. Today, I see that, of course, even when we resist and struggle against life, it can still be magnificent. So here's an alternative version of Mary and Joseph's journey to Bethlehem. Mary burst into tears. The scorching desert sun burned the back of her hands where they clutched the worn leather reins. Her back ached, her sit bones were sore, the baby had been kicking since dawn and she desperately needed to pee. Three days they'd been on the road with only bread, figs and that awful salty fish getting smellier by the day in the searing heat. Water was in short supply and her parched mouth and taut lips felt gritty with dust. Still the road stretched out interminably in front of them with nothing but the prospect of another uncomfortable night round the fire with stones under her woven sleeping mat and the constant biting cold. The howling wolves frightened her at night, although the flames usually kept them well away. Around her now, streams of other members of the House of David trudged past, wordless, exhausted. That day, nine months ago, when an angel had stood in her kitchen, seemed like a dream. In fact, it probably had been a dream. How could she have been so stupid to think she was chosen by God, that she was someone special? That certainty, the feeling of everything being right, was long gone now. If God had some amazing world-changing plan for her, if God was so powerful and merciful, surely there was a better way of doing this than sending them off to Bethlehem when she was about to give birth. The whole idea just seemed crazy now. Why the hell are they sending us on this stupid journey, she said. Joseph felt a pang of despair. He didn't dare tell her what he'd heard, passed back down the line from those who'd already arrived in Bethlehem. The small town was completely overwhelmed by the influx of census visitors, and accommodation was in short supply. 
It looked as if sleeping mats on the ground were all they could expect until they got back to Nazareth. And that could be more than a week away. He looked back at his frightened and dishevelled wife, and his anxieties matched her own. What if the baby came in the next few days? He slowed to be next to her and put his arm around her waist. We'll be okay, he said. This version of the story feels a lot more relatable to me. We've all felt overwhelmed at times in our lives, not knowing how or even if things are going to work out. What a comfort it is then to consider that this reality may have existed, even at the heart of this most famous story of all. <laughs> 